Thomas Googe, 1605 to 1681. Thomas Googe, the eldest son of William Googe, was born in 1605 at Stratford-le-Bow, Middlesex. His father trained him in the knowledge and fear of God. At a very early age, Thomas devoted himself to the service of the Redeemer. He was educated first at Eton, then at King's College, Cambridge, where he became a fellow in 1628 and earned a bachelor's degree in 1629 and a master's degree in 1633. In the midst of his studies, he became curate and lecturer at St. Anne Blackfriars, where his father ministered. In 1632, he accepted an appointment at Sion College. In 1637, he was admitted as perpetual curate of Teddington, Middlesex, and the following year moved to London to become rector at St. Sepulchre's Holborn. Shortly after his arrival, he married Anne Darcy, the daughter of Sir Robert Darcy. They were married 32 years and had several children. Gooch's 24-year ministry at St. Sepulchre's was greatly blessed. He was known for his faithful attendance of the sick and his generosity to the poor, distributing alms among them once a week. He provided hemp and flax for the unemployed to spin and even sold their products for them. Every morning he taught the children of his parish. Googe excelled in modesty, humility, cheerfulness, kindness, and charity. In 1661, Googe's important sermon on charity, After What Manner Must We Give Alms, was published by Samuel Ansley in the morning exercise at Cripplegate now reprinted by Richard Owen Roberts as Puritan Sermons. That same year, Googe published his Christian Directions, showing how to walk with God all the day long, an influential guide to prayer, Bible reading, Sabbath observance, and Christian conduct. In the last section, he argued against gambling, cockfighting, and dangerous sports. He provided a free copy to every family in his parish. Googe was ejected for nonconformity in 1662. An old university license enabled him to preach periodically, but being a moderate nonconformist, he did not attempt to form a nonconformist congregation. Had it not been for Thomas Manton's dissuasion, Googe would have taken the oath in the Five Mile Act of 1665 which commits to do nothing that challenges the existing government of church or state. Though he appears to have ministered for a time to a congregation of 200 that worshipped near St. Sepulchre in the late 1660s, and was licensed to preach as a Presbyterian at Snow Hill, London in 1672, Gooch spent most of the last 20 years of his life in evangelism and acts of charity. He raised considerable funds for nonconformist ministers who had been ejected from their pulpits. Googe lost many possessions to London's great fire, but he bore the loss with patience and humility. He had a large estate from his father, which he used to help the poor. After giving portions of the estate to his children, he was left with an income of 150 pounds per year 
Of that amount, he gave two-thirds to charity and lived on 50 pounds. Following his father's footsteps, Guge published additional handbooks of practical Christianity, including A Word to Sinners and A Word to Saints, 1668, which prods the consciences of the saved and unsaved to perform their moral duties. And The Young Man's Guide Through the Wilderness of This World to the Heavenly Canaan, 1670, a primer on behavior and spiritual duties for apprentices. In 1672, he published The Principles of the Christian Religion Explained to the Capacity of the Meanest, a practical catechism based in part on the Westminster Shorter Catechism. That same year, Gooch decided to pursue Joseph Allen's plea for evangelizing Wales. He spent most of the last nine years of his life working there. The misery and ignorance of the people roused his compassion. He had two goals. First, he wanted to teach poor children to read and write English and to instruct them in the shorter catechism and the principles of the Reformed faith. He thus set up schools, hired teachers, and educated thousands of children. By 1675, he had established 87 new charity schools throughout Wales, only one county accepted. Second, he wanted to provide edifying books for poor adults. To implement that, he founded the Welsh Trust in 1674, together with Stephen Hughes and Charles Edwards through which he raised funds from affluent gentry and merchants in London and Wales to print and distribute thousands of Welsh Bibles, tracts, and books by himself and such authors as Richard Baxter, Lewis Bailey, and Arthur Dent. After having complained of heart problems for a few weeks, Googe died in his sleep on October 29, 1681, at age 76. He was buried in his father's vault at St. Anne Blackfriars. John Tillotson, then Dean of St. Paul's, preached at the funeral. Gooch's distribution of Welsh books continued for decades after his death, but his Welsh schools did not survive. His complete works were published in 1706 in one large folio volume. Several of his books were translated into Welsh. Riches Increased by Giving. Based on Matthew 10, 41 to 42, and subtitled, The Right Use of Mammon Being the Surest and Safest Way of Thriving, this book reveals the importance of giving from the heart. The first part offers an exhaustive discussion on true giving. The second part provides scripture references on giving. This edition, prefaced with a brief life of the author, contains recommendations by such divines as John Owen, Thomas Manton, and William Bates. You just listened to Dr. Philip Ryken read the biography of Thomas Gooch from the book Meet the Puritans, written by Joel Beakey and Randall Peterson. Check out the link below to get your hands on this stellar book. Grace and peace.
The ad you're about to hear is called Revival. It's a new documentary from Reformation Heritage Books featuring Ian Hamilton, Joel Beakey, Sinclair Ferguson, Steve Lawson, and many more. In this documentary, it explores the dynamic work of God throughout biblical history until present day. You'll find the link to the full trailer down below. Enjoy. The work of God transformed communities. You had a society where the magistrates would come and there would be no cases to be heard. Marriages were more secure. There was a happier spirit in the country. It's an outpouring of the spirit among God's people to change the normal life into a supernatural life. An individual and a collective spirit-empowered hunger for God's Word and indeed looking through God's Word to God Himself. God's ordinary work of His Spirit magnified. Their lives were changed dramatically by the sovereign act of God, the work of the Holy Spirit. The truth of the Gospel that is preached comes with enormous conviction during awakening times. They were men of tremendous prayer. They wrestled with God. That's, that's what they had over us, generally today, more than anything else. They had been cavalier, been living frivolously, and they suddenly were gripped with a fear of God. The miners were having prayer meetings down the pits. The lifestyles of men were being transformed beyond all recognition. People need to know that this happens and can happen and that we're living for the most part at a very low level. You met God on Meadow and Moorland. You met him in the homes of the people. God seemed to be everywhere. What was that? Revival? Revival?